Thanks for listening to the Piercing Talk Show. My name is David Angelus, and I pierce out a talisman tattoo in Plymouth, England. I've been piercing full-time for five years, and I'm a member of the United Kingdom Association of Professional Piercers. As an avid historian, as well as a piercer, I wanted to document the past of our industry, as well as collate the voices of today. I've invited some friends, colleagues, and industry idols to come speak to me about their experiences in the historic and modern British piercing industry, in hopes that we can all grow as piercers by learning about where we've been. So welcome to week seven of the Piercing Talk Show. Um, it's um, my very first special episode this week, um, and I'm entitling it Ask a Professional Piercer, Studio Owners. Um, and um, I, it was, uh, the idea was, is, is to, to, to have a chat with a studio owner. Um, number one, about, about opening a studio and all the challenges, finding um, you know, what services you're gonna provide, what, uh, you know, finding uh, members of staff who are actually gonna fit your business. Um, what kind of vibe you want to uh, have in your business and how you're going to retain those staff. Um, as well as putting questions to, those, to, the, to, 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 to them um, about challenges that we, we face as, as piercers and um, ones that you might not possibly expect if you're, if you're not a piercer yourself. Um, I had a, a couple of really lovely offers from, um, from piercer studio owners and ultimately I decided to go um, with my own studio owners who are both tattooists. Um, um, and I, I wanted to do that for a couple of reasons. Um, number one, um, certainly the majority, I think, of studios in the UK are going to be either piercer owned, or sorry, either tattooist owned, um, or possibly they're going to be uh, business owner owned and tattooing and piercing. You know, the owner isn't a tattooist or a piercer or anything else. They just own and run the business. Um, now, um, I think the assumption sometimes exists that being a tattooist studio owner is easier than being a piercer studio owner um, and so the reason that i wanted to um, use um, my own studio owners who are, who are tattooists rather than piercers um, is um, number one because i just wanted to show that actually the journey into becoming a studio owner regardless of whether you are um, a piercer a body a, sorry a piercer or a tattooist um, uh, as someone who does aesthetics whatever um, is is no different you know, t tattooists have no, it's, it's no easier for a tattooist to own a studio than it is for um, a piercer to do it. It really isn't. They don't have no, often have no more access to investment funds. They've got no more sort of in, inherent knowledge than we do. Um, and therefore I wanted to, um, yeah, use um, the tattooist just because I think it can be sometimes a bit defeating. Uh, um, piercers don't think that unless they are a tattooist, they can open a studio. And so I, I wanted to show that actually that's really not the case. They go through all the same struggles we do. Um, anybody who has got the right kind of drive, um, has got, you know, the enthusiasm to do it. Um, you might not be able to do it so straight away, um, probably because of financial reasons. But at some point in the near future, you can open a studio if that's what you want to do. Um, the second reason I went with um, uh, a tattoo studio owners is because I wanted to put in um, questions that we uh, often 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 have for us for, for studio owners um, but are too maybe anxious to put to them um, often because you're asking them for money you know I would like a fast cycle autoclave I'd like to sell better jewelry um, I'd like to make some infrastructural changes so that we can apply to be a member of the UK PP or the APP um, and um, those are the kind of questions that I wanted to put them to them so that you can kind of gauge exactly well not exactly but you can have a bit of an idea what your own studio owners might say if you go to them with those questions um, and I think they came up with some really cool responses actually because often again I think that there's the assumption there's really only you know it's a binary choice either they're going to say yes i'll pay for it or they're going to say no if you want that you pay for it um and um i think robin and meg were were, were were great at providing a really middle ground there which not only protected their own financial interests but protected uh what would have been you know what in this scenario would have been my career long term um so um, it's a great interview i really hope you enjoy it um and i will see you on the other side of it so um, I'm here with Robin and Meg, who own a studio that I pierce out of Talisman Tattoo in Plymouth. Um, do you want to introduce yourselves a little bit? Hello, I'm Robin. I'm 35, and I'm a Gemini. Okay, cool. Yeah, wonderful. Meg. Hi, I'm Meg. I'm 24. I'm a handpicked tattooist, and I'm a Virgo. Let's go with the astrology. Okay, all right, cool. Why not? I'm a Gemini, and we we. we... I'm not really a big astrology fan, but I'm Gemini at least under this one. That's what I think. Although I don't know, 20th of 20th of June. Am I a Gemini? Oh, that's cusp, isn't it? That is cusp. Yeah, I think so. I think they're last day. Yeah. Oh, 
on, yeah. the, on the first day. My birthday is on solstice every year, which is wicked. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I feel like I'd have been worshipped if I'd have been born 2,000 yeah. years ago. <laughs> you already are. Oh, thank you. You already are, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> so, um, uh, so um, we'll start just talking a little bit about how you kind of got into tattering because, um, so I think for a lot of people, you know, studio ownership is probably a goal. Um, not for everyone, but, uh, you know, I, I, no one, I don't think, should rush into it. So, how, how long have you been tattooing? Um, all right, well, I'll, I'll try and make this brief because it's actually quite a long story. Okay. Um, I started tattooing when I was about 21, so 14 years ago. Okay. Um, and I was tattooing for a few years and some shit happened, I'm not going to go into it. I had to go away from it, had a basically a sabbatical for about four years, and then I moved back to Plymouth and started off again. Um, so in total, about 11 years of actual tattooing experience, cool. but started, yeah, 14, 15 years ago. And you've been through, is it three studios in Plymouth? Uh, in Plymouth, yes. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, obviously, this is obviously the third, the our studio is the third. Okay. Um, yeah, and I'm grateful for everything I've learned from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of, so you, you, got, you went through about 10 years before you opened Taladin. Really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, what about you? Um, yeah, see, I'm really different. I think I kind of actually stumbled into the industry because of Robin. It was always a goal, but I definitely think I wouldn't have got into it as easily if I did if it wasn't for Robin. Can't shots. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I've only got about two or three years of actual experience because, again, I started tattooing, had a great long story, and then I've gone back to it now in our own studio. Mm. Yeah. So hand poke, I think, is somewhat slightly different in that you don't have to then learn all the kind of mechanics of machines and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, know? it's a lot more simple form of tattooing to learn, for sure. Yeah, and there's not really many people you can really learn from. No, I think it's easier to actually like teach than it is to learn hand poking or something. But don't go scratching at home, kids. Yeah, don't do yeah. that. <laughs> no, it's all good. We've, we've covered this quite extensively because there's very few piercers in the UK. Mm. Um, uh, sort of what I would re- refer to as reputable piercers anyway who yeah. started on an apprenticeship 5, 10, 15 years ago that just didn't exist mm-hmm. um, and so even though I don't think there's an excuse if you're starting to learn to pierce in 2021 to not go and get an apprenticeship 5, 6 years ago even then I, I think maybe it's a bit understandable Yeah. yeah. Um, and I suppose the same with, with hand poke right like there's not I can't yeah, if I, I wanted to learn hand poke if I didn't know you I wouldn't know I don't go. know yeah I was lucky that um, the studio owner of the shop I was apprenticing in did have hand poking experience so he could give me pointers but yeah other than that I don't really I think it would be quite similar to piercing I don't know who I would have sought out to try and yeah get that apprenticeship from maybe okay and so you went through kind of you went through one studio before, before yeah I yeah okay cool how was that process was that I mean that was obviously something that you both both wanted um and um, if you don't mind kind of pre-teasing the story, like it came along quite suddenly, right? Like, yeah, it wasn't when we were oh, expecting yeah. to open a studio. No, not at all, not I at all. Obviously, there'd always been you know, a plan at yeah, some point. but we were thinking probably yeah, two years further down the line. Maybe, maybe even longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, it just by kind of complete coincidence, I um, went into the vape shop, actually below where we are, one day to get some juice. Yeah. And um, the guy there, Mike, just effectively turned around and said we've got space upstairs it's available do you want it and then that kind of started the ball rolling yeah and we then, couldn't really say no to that no i mean it was it just was presented to us kind you know perfect timing perfect well. timing yeah. we needed to do it for ourselves for our own reasons whatever you know anybody can think about that and then that's one thing i will say to anybody who ever thinks about wanting to do their own thing is that don't don't worry about what other people might think about that because if it is for you and for your growth and for your future, that's all that really matters. Don't mm. worry about other people. There's know. a lot of unplaced loyalty in both the tattoo and piercing in- industries, I think, where a lot of studio owners feel like their staff owe them something and if they go to another studio or go off to do their own venture, they're wrong for doing so. And yeah, I don't really like that outlook. Maybe I'll just wrap it out. No, I think yeah. I, 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 we have yeah. talked about it. On, I suppose so. um, we talked about poaching on one episode mm. because there's a big thing about not poaching, and for me that really only helps studio owners. So it just yeah. means that studio owners 
can often treat their staff like crap. Yeah. And yeah. if someone approaches them with a better offer, somehow that person's yeah. an arsehole for yeah. offering them better working conditions. Yeah. Um, it, it, it very much exists amongst that kind of like yeah. old dinosaur style of, of tattoo shops. Yeah. 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 yeah, like old schooler kind of yeah, outlook. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that we've come on leaps and bounds in the industry, especially I've seen the past five years has kind of really accelerated, actually, that that mindset is changing, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, I think as an artist, as a tattooer, piercer, whatever, you, you, you're there for yourself. You've got to, you've got to be, and that's why you're self-employed. Um, but don't feel that you have to have some kind of loyalty to someone just because you, they got your foot in the door for you or something like that, because yeah. you've done all the work. You know, detail yeah. that and move on with it. Yeah, it feels like a reasonably logical progression as well. Yeah. To like, I think everyone who works in um, <laughs> it's going to sound like a shot at you. It's not a shot at you. <laughs> um, uh, I think everyone looks at the studio they work in and think like, maybe I'd do that a little bit differently yeah. if it was my place. Yeah. And you kind of got to go and do that, right? Because I was yeah. like, you yeah. know, how would you? That's so for such me a find natural out? feeling. Yeah. I think like yeah. of course you're not going to agree with your studio owners as to how they run everything. That's yeah. just impossible. You're always going to think, mm, and as, stu- that as studio owners, and we can't expect everybody to agree with that, but at the end of it all, if, if you're the studio owner, it's kind of down to you anyway. Yeah. yeah, although I do think you should run things by your staff first. No, but sure. no, no, no. I, what I mean is that you wouldn't, if you're a studio owner, it comes down to, if you're doing something which is at the detriment of the people oh, who right. work yeah, for you, then course. that is your responsibility yeah. anyway. Definitely. So just as a as an owner, don't be a fool. <laughs> no swearing, I assume. But... I don't know if they um like Spotify put me in a different category or something if I if we swear. Oh. But there's don't be enough, a dick. Yeah, there's been enough swearing on this now that I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, like, there's no thing on Spotify that has like a parental warning or anything. No, like that there's not. It, so it's, it's probably fine. It just has explicit next to it. I think. Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. it has okay. swearing in it. Well, just so, about to swear loads of <laughs> <laughs> So Talisman's been running, uh, we've just had a second birthday, right? Yeah. I mean, we've actually yeah. Well, yeah. Uncelebrated second birthday. So celebrated right? Yeah. It's probably not a bad thing. No, yeah, just, yeah, just only a few weeks ago, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's true. It would have been nice to actually celebrate it properly, but hey-ho, you know. Oh, we'll celebrate it when we get back. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah, hells yeah, we will. The 6th of April. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Why would you stop? Come God, on. That's me guess getting editing, isn't it? Like, yeah. I'd be like, sorry. <laughs> we had nine artists, three of them got fired during lockdown. <laughs> They're finding out like this. Oh, <laughs> oh I meant because of the guidelines. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Oh. <laughs> Just so we're clear. <laughs> no one's getting fired. <laughs> no one, no. David, <laughs> we actually. That's a good point, it's just how I'm getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most elaborate way yeah. to think of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really want to think of. Thought we do a pier- piercing podcast to say that we don't actually like piercers. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Don't get out. Jokes. How was that? I mean, obviously, I know when you it it kind of it, it took off quite quickly, right? Like you, you the location is good of Talisman, mm. and you know, bang in the middle of the city centre. Mm. You kind of have to walk past Talisman. Yeah. If you're going near enough anywhere, yeah. Um, so that's obviously been a big help. But then the artists who were involved were all people who were already known in Plymouth, yeah. anyways. So yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it took off reasonably quickly, right? Yeah, quicker than we were expecting. I think our yeah. business has done a lot better than we had hoped for in this amount of time. For sure, and that is um, primarily and predominantly down to the people that we have on board. And you know, thank you to all of them, really. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's it's true though, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you, you are only as strong as as the people around you. And if it wasn't for people, you know, everyone in the shop kind of getting involved and, and pushing themselves as much as we would push ourselves, it um, it wouldn't have got probably quite as successful as we managed to get within a short space of time. Yeah, yeah. long may it continue, of course. Um, we yeah. have been yeah. very lucky with our team of people, and I think that does make a world of difference, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously, I know we 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 try not to talk about COVID because it's depressing. But I mean, mm. two years there's actually only been like sixteen months of that. Yeah. <laughs> so much yeah. of our first like two <laughs> yeah. years we've been shot. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> to, you know, it's it, it's like it's it's lovely to see people managing to continue to take steps forward in their career despite everything yeah. that's everything that's going on. Yeah. And I think every artist that talisman has. 
taking a step forward in that field, despite yeah. you know, despite everything, which is which has been great. I think since the beginning, they're just like watching you all grow as you know the natural thing, and I think having yeah. a good team yeah. where everyone is kind of growing, it only encourages that growth in everyone else. Yeah, it's it's it seems to have all been quite sort of positive reinforcement for everyone. Everyone seems to be pushing each other in the right direction. There's no bitchiness. There's no you know putting other people down and stuff like that, yeah. which is something unfortunately that there is sometimes hated of in the industry. Um, whatever reason that is, but I'd imagine it's probably very similar with the piercing industry as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I should imagine it. It is, but it's like. <laughs> There's a lot more focus on supporting people in other studios' education, I think, in piercing. Like, I was watching yeah, Ink Master cool. last night. Um, Why? I, I don't know, because I apparently... I don't know, I, yeah, I've got to find Sorry. something to binge, and I have already finished American Gods. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was listening to, to, to Ollie Peck go like, it's jacked, man, it's jacked. And I was just like, I was just imagining it happening from a piercing industry and him being like, you know, it's jacked, man. No, Dave Piercing is jacked. Why don't you come to my studio? We'll book an 11 of them and I'll really show you how to do it properly. Like, it would just never happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send nostril piercing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I was having a conversation with someone the other day who um, is currently sort of like looking to start taking on tattooists. How, how did you go about finding tattooists? Because the, the group we've got, I so far, to my knowledge, no one has left. Like everyone who's joined no, us, yeah, no, no one's left, which is frankly staggering. Yeah. I, I don't know, I've never seen a title shot. Two years to have because we've got quite a big group as yeah. well, yeah. for no one to have gone is pretty amazing. It was, um, sort of by circumstance again. Um, oh, yeah, Tommy worked in the vape shop downstairs, so when yeah. we were there, kind of trying to you know, stripping the place, getting it ready and stuff, I had a conversation with him one day, didn't we? And um, he said that he tattooed and whatnot, showed us some work, and it was quite, it was quite literally a case of just turning around and saying, "Do you want a job?" Yeah, we saw yeah. a lot of potential. Mm. A lot of potential, too. and obviously he then is with Cash, and Cash is his partner, so she was working with him before in their previous studio, and she came along as well. Mm. Um, she came along at first, just kind of as a bit of a refresher apprenticeship, just for a few months, just so I could kind of get my head around how she is, how she works, and whatnot, and then, you know, she was good to go. And then Ricky, um, Ricky I used to work with many years ago anyway, so we knew he was moving back to Plymouth, so we yeah, always were offering him of opportunity. Yeah, that was kind of always plan, so it was always our plan to have him with us if yeah. we had our own place. No doubt, and then Meg C, um, who was our initial apprentice, um, who is now fully fledged, um, she had come into a previous shop that I was working in before and I really appreciated her work, I thought it was good, she showed a lot of potential, so gave her a, a message when we knew we were open yeah. shop and she was keen. And then um, that was our starting force, really, including us two. Oh, yeah, yeah I forget that right. not that's everyone's been there. From yeah. the, I cannot remember you not being there yeah, and, and not having a piercer in the shop. Yeah. Um, I, 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 um, I actually inquired with Tommy about working with oh, you guys. Oh, yeah, and he said, hello. Yeah, that. and I just kept, the only, my only day off at the time was Monday. And so um, that was your day off too. Yeah. And so I kept coming oh, in. And like, no. I'd go in because I went to the same vape shop and I was just like, I'd go in and I'd be like, the shop, shop open today. He's like, nah. I was like, oh, really no. got to come in on Thursday or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well, yeah, we I just like... saw you and we shot on Thursday. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I remember the day you, you came in for your, and I'm doing quote, you know, quotation marks here, interview. Yeah, yeah. In the case of we sat down and went, all right, mate. <laughs> yeah. So you want to pierce, yeah? <laughs> cool. I was expecting more of an interview, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. I bought a little bag of joy to show you. And yeah, you were so, so cute with right. all your jewellery, and we're just like, oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we're a bit too relaxed about it. Well, then, so, yeah, so you came along, and then um, after that, then, we had Ella Bell. Um, so oh, this was... Sophie. Sophie came along next, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Ella Bell. Ella Bell. No, it was not. I swear it was. No, it, it was, was after the first lockdown. When Sophie came out, maybe yeah. I think you, you oh, invited both at the same both time. During, yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah. same time. Yeah. Sorry, it's hard to actually turned up a few weeks later. That's yeah. So after the first lockdown, then um, Sophie's previous shop, which a bunch of us used to work in as well, um, was shutting. So Sophie came along with us, which was lovely. Yeah. And um, we'd obviously previously worked with her as well. Oh, and Ella Bell. Nice to get to work with people again in your yeah. setting as well. Yeah, Ella Bell, same again. She was working in the previous shop as well. Um, she was in Exeter before, but. 
decided that she you know wanted to move on from there so came to us as well so we've got a bloody big team really yeah yeah, yeah there was a lot of hard yeah, yeah which is good but it's a i think we are relatively small in terms of space shop as well so yeah, yeah. and somehow we make it work it, it does yeah. as well yeah. like i yeah i don't feel like we're squashed on top of each other no, i think it helped having a couple of separate rooms though didn't it yeah yeah definitely yeah if we were all trying to do it in the same room <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just down in the theater room every single me getting one triggered by patty machines <laughs> 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 but that's that's it that's yeah. that's kind of I think, again we kind of fell into a lot of that it was an easy process of links you already had from your experience mm. in the industry mm. we're just lovely people like yourself coming along fair enough and ask, yeah yeah, yeah. It, i mean it very like i'm not trying to blow smoke here like the first time i walked in i was just like yeah here because I, I the other places i asked were it's probably fine to name them um yeah. I asked at Attica and mm. I asked at Red Crow as well. Nice. Um, and I did never went actually. I never actually went into Red Crow. I just noticed they had a job for a piercer and sent them a message. But um, uh, I went into Attica and mm. then uh, the other. I can't remember. I think there was another one that I was planning to go to after I've been to Talisman because I went like I basically went on a walk yeah. down, yeah. down the high street. Yeah. Um, and I didn't go to any shops after Talisman. Walked in. Oh. I was just like, oh, this aesthetic is beautiful and like this is yeah, it's peaceful here and this Yay. is definitely where I want. Oh, awesome. That's Awesome. Nice, friendly, yeah. yeah. So I suppose that's good feedback for anyone who's thinking of it. Is that if you just create a nice, peaceful space to work in, then like yeah. people will be kind of attracted to that. Yeah. You know, not just that. But you're in the same vibe, aren't you? You'll yeah, always yeah. attract that. And yeah. not just that, but you've got to consider that you'll spend more time there than you will at home. So you want it to be yeah. as homely as you can, somewhere yeah. that you feel comfortable. Yeah. You make it, it as comfortable as you can for yourself. It's like a family dynamic as well, which is something yeah. we always say going into shop we wouldn't say. <laughs> but it does, doesn't it? Does, it does, yeah. spend so much time with each other that. I've got to be Papa Robin every now and then. Papa Robin. Try to keep people off. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm really intimidating. <laughs> like, I'm so tall. <laughs> I don't know though. I reckon if you actually had to tell someone off, I reckon it would be like yeah, yeah you've got age, like just I've got age, you've got age on your side as well. Yeah, which cheers, like yeah, you've yeah. got a face about you. Oh like, no, well. I love your face. I'm married. <laughs> just my <laughs> face. The rest of it's fucking disgusting. Wow, language, Jeremy. Moving <laughs> 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 on. Um. I mean, obviously, for the time being, I imagine we're at capacity. We're not going to be taking on any. Hell no. no. <laughs> like, there's nowhere to put them. There's nowhere to no, put them. No, we have said the only chance we would take someone else on is if someone left. And then even then, I think it would actually take two people leaving for us to even consider someone else. It, yeah. Because a bit more space wouldn't And, <laughs> and that's another thing as well. And it's, again, same with piercers. Don't feel afraid or scared to move on. Yeah, if that's what you need to do, if you've yeah. got an opportunity to go, you know, progress however you want to progress, do it. And any really self-respecting owner will have your back and it. encourage yeah, you. Yeah, and support you. So if any, it. if any of any of the guys came to us and said, "Look, I've had this opportunity to do this," and so cool, crack yeah. on, that's great. I'd be you know, nice good on you. to you, like you know. But, um, I think yeah, I think get that. Yeah. Anyway. So when you opened up, obviously you you had an apprentice from the get go, yeah. right? Um, was that mm. something you felt like you needed to make the shop run, it, or is that something that you were just like, you know what, I'd like to have an apprentice, and actually I'm really to be honest with you, um, to be honest with you, had it not been for the fact, and this is gonna blow mm. smoke right up here, <laughs> yeah, had it not been for the fact that she'd already, I'd already spoken to her and seen her work and seen her potential probably wouldn't have considered it no okay so you wouldn't have, looked for someone. It wouldn't, it wouldn't no. have actively looked for someone if someone like a little gem popped up yeah if the right amazing. person came in with the right attitude and not and don't just message people about it on yeah. bloody oh, instagram at two o'clock in morning. the morning yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Come oh. on. here's the vamp pattern for like yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't you know message someone at a shop or whatever to get a job interview at four in the morning it ain't gonna happen we wouldn't even do it in shops. So if I like, if I rocked up to Prism, uh, mm. like I should point, contextualize that. Prism is the name of Plymouth's big club. Mm. Um, at like three a.m. Yeah, they're open, but you can ask for a job at three a.m. Yeah. They? They'd be like, "Come on, mate, you're fucking pissed." Go yeah. on. Like, 
<laughs> You're swearing now. You've opened the gates. Yeah, like, yeah. You've opened the fucking gate. <laughs> I, it, we, you know, we got to. Um, uh, if anyone's uh, listened to this, like, listen to all the episodes. We got to Nate Hague's uh, interview before anyone had sworn, and then Nate opened the gates, and I was just like, <laughs> doesn't matter now. It's too late. Like, if there's going to be any repercussions for having swearing on the podcast yeah. they're there now. Yeah. so um, I'm trying to be really so good, good. <laughs> really <laughs> trying <laughs> so yeah I can't remember what we were talking about before. oh we were talking about like, like looking for a friend so you, you went you, having oh, an right. apprentice wasn't essential to you when no no not at all and, and to be fair because um, Tash had come in sort of because she had apprentice before and, and well, I'm going to try and be diplomatic about this not about her no, not about where she was no no she was a junior artist Oh, okay, which is an apprentice. Which is an apprentice. I mean, you're a junior artist. So I just said, well, I would, I'd like to see how you're progressing within an apprenticeship role first, see yeah. where we go from there. So she came in at first, sort of like, I think it's only about three months in the end. Yeah. Um, so effectively, for the first three months, we had two apprentices, really. Yeah. Which um, was bloody hard work, actually. But um, fun. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> But yeah, Mexi was kind of different. She had a different drive about her with it, and she had the um. Oh shit! Sorry, it's all good. She had the um, kind of the spark there. For sure. Yeah. So um, but yeah, I doubt it'll be any time yeah. soon that we take on another apprentice. I do sure. think though, having Meg there from the start made running the shop so much easier. Oh hell yeah! Like she yeah, was yeah, an amazing yeah. apprentice. We were yeah. very lucky yeah. with how she was. Yeah. But just having someone there to kind of do those little bits really did help us kind of just focus on running the shop yeah yeah for sure for sure and figure out what worked and what didn't yeah so i think it's definitely good to have an apprentice but only if you've actually had lots to teach them oh Um, yeah yeah don't take it just for slave labor and sit them at your reception desk yeah (laughs) and invest in them yeah so if you invest in them they'll invest in you and that's as simple as that really so yeah, I mean, she's come on as an agent now as well. Oh, she's she's very happy to work. Her yeah, first yeah. tattoo was too good for a first tattoo. Yeah, so yeah. she was always... Yeah, she set the she, bar high. Yeah. <laughs> she really did. But, yeah, um, she was always clinically well. Yeah. But no, she's been amazing. Hmm. Very fast progressive. I mean, it's always like um, a lot of the reasons that people will sometimes take on an apprentice because they think it's going to be, you know, free labour and all yeah. that kind of thing. I mean, like, I've never really... Uh, I mean, I know you didn't take on Meg as as, as slave labour anyway, but like, well, the sh- <laughs> I mean, the jobs have always still been shared. Like, yeah. it wasn't even. I know Meg's not an apprentice anymore, but she wasn't the one who was exclusively scrubbing tips. She wasn't the one who was no. exclusively mopping the floor and cleaning the toilets. Everyone always pitched in to a degree. Yeah, yeah. we we have <laughs> been lucky that like everyone is pretty good at mm. just chipping in, and that's really nice. We're quite lucky to have that. I yeah. think that. We've got a team that are actually invested in the shop and kind of want to help it. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think that that kind of comes down to, again, how much respect they have for, for where they work. And that is obviously really good. And it's, good, it's a good reflection of, of hopefully how we're running the place, I guess. Yeah. yeah. How did you settle on what services to provide? Because obviously you started off with tattooing and then moved on to piercing, and my understanding at least is that you don't have a plan to expand those services. No, any no, no, that that is no. as simple as that. It's we did say from day one that we wanted a piercer. We wanted a piercer, yeah. But yeah. it was very much gonna be on the basis that it really had to be the right person. Mm. And when you walked into our studio, we were like, okay, finally we have found something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, it wasn't something... Well, you were the best of the bad bunch, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were the only one. Yeah. Hey, that describes Pearson in Plymouth perfectly. Like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought we weren't supposed to be British. Um, yeah, but it's true. Ah, I'm not naming studios, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did name Plymouth, though. Right. So. It's not kitschy if it's a fact. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, no, we didn't. being honest. <laughs> we don't want to expand more than that. In a way, we're quite... Quite traditionalist, really. Kind of, I guess, like new school traditionalists, I guess you could yeah. call us. In that tattooing and piercing, they work together. They just do, and they always have done. That. They always will do. We don't need more than that. We don't want more yeah. than that. I don't get me um, wrong. I've seen other shops bring other elements into their studios, and they've done well for it. Yeah. But it's just not our vibe. Not it's our not, vibe. That's that's all. It and is. it's never really been a thing about making a huge amount of money. Anyway, it was always just like. 
we really just want to work in our own space, create this space, have other people work for us that are happy. Yeah. So I think expanding would just be like to make ah, money. It's just not and worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. And it's not, it, it shouldn't, I don't think it should ever be about the money because all of it is still an art form. Piercing, tattooing is art in itself. So you need to kind of respect it like that as well. And I think when money becomes more important than actually what you're producing and who you're producing it with, yeah. then you're doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah, quality over quantity. Absolutely. There does seem to be a running theme. I don't know if it's because you guys set that tone, but everyone seems to be everyone seems to be of that mindset where we work, is that yeah. I, I would much rather turn someone away who I just frankly didn't want to work on yeah. than be half-assed about it. I think yeah. that's such a good outlook. Yeah. Everyone, well, not everyone, sorry, but so many piercers and tattooers seem to think like, it's this is my job. I have to take every client that comes through the door. Yeah. No, <laughs> you don't have to accept money from people that just make you feel like shit. Yeah. Like yeah. it. It like you said, it's all an art form. We got into this work because it's our passion, mm. and it should be. It should remain about that. that. Yeah, and the minute that it isn't, yeah. then you need to discuss with yourself we, why that is. We kind of did set that out from the start as a yeah. shock thing that we. That's kind of how we wanted to yeah. move forward. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, obviously, we are probably one of the, the the higher end of on the price scale within the local area. Yeah. But there's a reason for that, and it's not because we're honking our own horns or bigging ourselves up. It's because we feel that the quality, the service, and everything else that we provide is worth a slight, you know, an extra five or ten pounds more. Yeah. Than yeah. somewhere else because we give that little bit of extra. And it's not to demean anybody else what they charge, that's their price, and you know, good on them. But I think that when you get to a certain stage in your career, you've got to start asking yourself the question, do I, do I maybe deserve a little bit more because I'm putting in more? Yeah. And I think that that's fair. With all the work that you're doing as well, like, I mean, uh, I don't know how much money I turn away because I don't mm. want to do microdermals for no other reason than I don't like doing them. Yeah. But, and I mean, it, it's probably the same for tattooists too, right? Like, I mean, are we losing a bit of money because we don't do football badges? Yeah. Probably, but does anyone care? Like, no. it, it's yeah. not like a... It's not to put down, it's to, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever people want is what they want. Yeah. Sorry, I'm yeah. just deliberately shitting on football. No, 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 no. no. Right. But there are certain people that will do that and be happy to do that. Yeah. And those are the people you want to go to. You don't want to go to someone who's just doing it because they want your money, because there is no yeah. effort there whatsoever. Um, and I've been in situations before in my career where I've been doing stuff because I've had to make a certain amount of money to pay my bills and pay my rent yeah. and whatever. And do you know what it does? It sucks the soul out of you. You don't put the effort in that they deserve you to put in because yeah. they're paying you to mark them for life. And even if you don't like what they're getting, I think that's an unfair judgment because to that person it could be so meaningful and provide exactly. such like a deep healing for them to have that tattoo. All that matters is the person smiling at the end. Yeah. That's all that really matters. Even after all that pain, everything they've been through, if they smile at the end and say thank you, that's all that really matters because you know that they got what they wanted from it. And I think that that probably is the same with Pearson as well. I mean, no yeah, one can see yeah. anyone's fucking smiles at the moment, can they? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's impossible. I mean, it is an elephant in the room. Like, it's It's really difficult. Everyone's got a mask fucking elephant. (laughs) (laughs) Who's who's six feet away? Sorry. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Do you think, like, if you um, if you had a larger space, you could conceive of any additional services or additional, like. I don't know, even if it was additional products mm. that you might sell, or do you think that's far as concern? We could. Like, yeah. there's, there's, I know well. shops that have all sorts, like nails, um, microblading, like Botox and filler. They have like so many different revenues. Yeah. Revenues is not the right word. Is no, it? it was. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just not what we want. Tattooing and piercing is what we want to be doing. I think if we had a larger space, it would just be so we could have more space. Yeah. As we are. Yeah. You know, that's all it yeah. would be for. Not to put more in it, just so that we could have a little bit more room. Yeah. That's all. But even then, you know, it's not like we're, we've still got enough room. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie, there is one unit I always look at across the street. <laughs> the old YMCA. Yeah, Honestly, we do buy up like, bigger oh, shops. Mate, <laughs> um, the shop opposite Blue Banana. Oh. It's not actually that expensive. 
Oh, if I'm honest. Well, that's probably a conversation outside the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's probably more than we're saying now, but yeah, there is a, a beautiful shop there. So, um, I, I mean, I think, realistically speaking, because it seems to be enough the way we're going in this conversation, it wouldn't be any time soon. Let's put it yeah. that way. It wouldn't Not be for a few years. Let's put it that way. No, that's fair. We'll see. <laughs> is there anything you want to achieve with the with the studio in the next five ten years or like you got specific goals set or did, did you have specific goals set when you set up or i think our goals really were just to create a nice like pleasant colorful safe space for people for our staff to be able to work comfortably for clients to be able to come in and have a different change of scenery because i know a lot of studios I think it's all like the old heavy metal, that kind of vibe. That's not what you want when you're going through change. So I think, I think yeah, yeah, the goal yeah. was just to create a nice, comfortable space. And we kind of achieved it. Yeah. I think pretty much all the goals that we did really that set was, out, we've achieved. Yeah, that so was kind of it. Now it's just... Just watch it grow and flourish, really. Just, yeah, that's it. You know? Keep it going and steady. Yeah, yeah, because, you, you know, we've already kind of reached a, a pinnacle of happiness there before before yeah and i think if we can just maintain that that is kind of goal achieved really. yeah we only want little things from it we're not really into business for like this huge growth oh no apart from when we franchise you know and we like go to like bolivia and stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. big time oh yeah what about those 14 studios we're opening in portugal next month yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah sorry yeah, i forgot to yeah, mention yeah. that all of them where you can pay on like tax finance and yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah always tax finance what a great idea <laughs> yeah pay me 10 pound a month for two years sick <laughs> i don't know it's fucking stupid oh you um uh, i do know a couple of people yeah, who are there, and you, you pay a company it. Um, the company ah. then provides you the money straight away, and then the, the person never reneges on their yeah. payment, then they chase them. So, That's for the most part, yeah. And yeah. um, there are other ways to do it. Um, uh, PayPal credit seems to be quite a, oh. not PayPal credit, sorry, PayPal like repeat payment seems yeah. to be a way, but that would be you pay for it month for month and you don't get it until you've paid it off. Oh. So, if you want it today and you still want to get paid, which of course you obviously yeah. do, then you get an outside company to run a credit mm. check on them and then, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying we're going to do it. No, 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 You know, if that's what some people have, feel yeah. they need to do in order to get these things, then crack on. Personally, I believe, and I always will believe, that this is a luxury. It is. Yeah. It's an is a luxury. Um, and be in a position to be able to afford it. Before you afford a good quality of Anyway, I don't know why we're yeah. saying this, because there's no. tears of listening to this, so yeah. they probably already know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, well, I mean, uh, for most people, I mean, I, I don't think there's, like, um, uh, I think I understand, uh, I don't know what I really want to explore this, no I don't. Right, I think for, probably for piercing for like expensive jewellery. Yeah, if you've got I like a 1500, two grand piece jewellery, yeah. yeah. fair enough, enough, like help people I achieve their thing. Yeah. Different. But, but for a 400 quid tattoo, yeah, it's you, just you like, money, don't get it. Jewellery yeah. is something that even if it wasn't body jewellery, you could finance online mm. yeah whereas going in that's doing you can't yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, in, it's impossibility jeff bezos didn't get his teeth into that one <laughs> um, only because he hasn't worked out yet let's yeah. like... step down anyway haven't he um yeah, yeah. anyway that's okay don't you fucking start that up <laughs> always talk about jeff I do talk about Jeff. I hate Jeff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he made he made seven days of my last lockdown absolutely miserable. Oh, so I know, I yeah, forgot I, about yeah, that. I, yeah. so, I couldn't yeah, <laughs> buy things off Amazon anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Good boycott Amazon. Okay, so <laughs> not the Amazon. Amazon yeah, we love that Amazon. I don't have anything left of it now, but oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so um, obviously when the I sort of like the idea behind this was uh, I appreciate that our dealers are a little bit different so it can be kind of difficult to maybe answer these questions mm-hmm. but i suppose if i was a, a piercer uh, coming to you and i needed infrastructure changes and i wanted to step things up what kind of information you want from me to make a decision on whether that decision was positive or negative mm-hmm. um uh so are you happy can you put some some people's questions to you on that yeah, 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 yeah cool um so the first one always is i would like a fast cycle okay please um uh, uh, whether that be a new statm, a reconditioned statm, or a new and bio, mm. um, uh, please, I would, I would like a fast cycle autoclave. What, what, what information would you? How much is it? 
so, no, that's a reasonable <laughs> question. That's a reasonable question. <laughs> that is a very reasonable question. question. Oh. Of course, it's um, the first one you need to ask. <laughs> well, you need to know that, don't you? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll answer yeah. after you, then. Well, so I, 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 uh, deliberately don't talk about prices for things like that on the, the uh, website. Okay. Uh, sorry, on the podcast. Um, tell me just because uh, I have no idea in rupees. Tell me in um, Zelda. So, uh, quite a lot. Yeah. Not a lot. And sort of a lot. So you All can, right. yeah, that's kind of the the the, the way that you could get um, one that is um, uh, we know is going to last you forever, yeah. brand new, um, quite easy to do maintenance, all these kind of things. Um, probably do the maintenance yourself, um, but it is very expensive. Um, you can get a reconditioned model, the same one, um, for a bit less money, um, or you can get one that is actually very affordable, um, like under a thousand pounds. The quality is uh, probably fine, um, but they haven't really existed for long enough for us to be able to say that categorically yet. Mm. Um, and um, I'm really hoping that the guy who uh, distributes them in the UK doesn't absolutely murder me for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, I, I have no no like axe to grind with them at all um, in any way, shape, or form. Um, they just haven't been around long enough for us to be able to say you can't like do yeah. maintenance on them yourself and stuff yeah. like yeah. Um, so yeah. I think reconditioned for the time being. Well, let's put it this way: the autoclave that we have, um, we do on a higher purchase anyway. Yeah. So we would probably ex- potentially explore that situation yeah. first. Because the maintenance is done as part of the as product, part of it. it. Yeah. So the route we went for. It seems a somewhat wiser idea to do that because if if you have that. Um, Potential with that and Jungle Lake, and then obviously we use different autoclaves, yeah. Nicknames and whatever. Um, if there is the possibility for that, I would probably suggest that first. See how we get on with that. Um, however, from a financial perspective, if it seems like it's something that is necessary to do the job properly, do it well, and do it yeah. to the best of the ability that needs to be done, then yes, it's something Just we would, put the money we would do. We put the money in. Um, probably again, it would depend on what split situation is. Yeah. Um, if it's a higher split for the artist. Uh, to the PSO, we would probably then expect to maybe adjust that in order to cover the cost, or maybe just do it on a basis of you pay this per month, do you pay it back to us or whatever. But we would probably front it, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I'd have a different approach to you. And I think what you've done in the past, actually, which has been really good, is just like, oh, I've got this idea, this is kind of how I think it would better our situation, what do you think? I think that's enough. If someone can come to you and say, look, actually, this would be really useful. It could help me with this, this, and this. Then go for it, really. It seems stupid not to help them kind of okay. just better themselves, yeah, really. Yeah, I suppose. But I, I would always look at the, just me. how much it's going to cost us. Yeah. Because <laughs> we need to make sure we have the money to do it. But, yeah. yeah. You know, um, and if we are in a position to do it, then of course. Yeah. As long yeah. as it's a reasonable request. Yeah. So something like that, that is for the function of your business, that is completely utterly a reasonable request, yeah. for sure. If you came and asked me and said, I really, really want this Louis Vuitton bag because it will help me sell jewellery, I'd turn around and say, fuck off. <laughs> because it's not useful. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, there's an argument that a Louis Vuitton bag no, will help yeah. me sell jewellry. Yeah. Don't do this, I don't <laughs> I'm bougie, I'll uh, buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think someone like that is, yeah, is definitely a reasonable request, for sure. Okay, so you'd be looking for just kind of like, Tell me some prices, like how, like let's have a discussion about how you're going to be a part of paying for this as well. So maybe we'll adjust the split. Maybe you know we'll look at you paying back, pay, yeah, paying yeah, back to us once a month. So you'd be almost would... looking to front the cash. To it would kind of be almost my property at the end of that, or it would be well, yeah, I mean, it's your property. Or... Pay back and it's yours. Yeah, that is it's the, that is how we work. I don't know how other studios work where they just buy stuff. The staff use it when the staff move on it's still in the studio but especially with you it's just been a case of like you need this equipment you might as well take it with you on another venture rather than it just being left with us so it makes yeah, sense you know, when, you know, if you do decide to move on the stuff that you bought which is yours is yours yeah and you take that yeah, we're not going to expect you to leave that you know that's that's just thieving really isn't it yeah so but i mean so you know in the past when we've you know, when we've had to do certain things for the room or whatever and you've very kindly offered to, to put in half of the cost or whatever like that 
And to be perfectly honest with you, a lot of the time, I can't even remember what we studied for, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, because we're terrible at keeping books. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that on that. the podcast. Thank you, Robin. I can guarantee 95% of the stuff I've studied for anything. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah mm-hmm. I, I, think, I don't think you're alone in that. Yeah, like, I don't we're just we're more secretive about it and no, shut the fuck up. Don't say we don't. <laughs> you should pay someone else to do the books. I mean, that's the easiest way to go about it. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I did my own this year, and I'm never doing that again, ever, 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 ever. Someone's getting paid to do it next year. There's oh, no wow. like. Uh, yeah, tax yeah, yeah. You know, a really fun game of sit there and just guess. I didn't do. I did mine very well actually. Thank oh, you. I was very honest. Yeah. So. Can you talk about that? No, it's just been a, a fun oh, game. I like the suggestion though that of rather than purchasing it outright and the stu- becoming the studio's property, going and saying yeah. like, "Would you loan me the money and I'll pay it back in this way?" Mm. Um, because that way, at least, it, it it's never, uh, <coughs> you know, yeah, fair enough. Like a fast cycle, a cycle okay, it might well mean that you can see more clients or sell nicer jewelry yeah. or things like that. But actually, the studio, you're right. If if you ever left. They are going to be left with something that they might actually not even understand what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so maybe going and saying, "Hey, I'd like to buy this thing. It would benefit you by yeah. making me money." However, I would actually quite like to keep it. So would you? I can't get a loan or whatever. So yeah. could you front me the money? Yeah, and... I think that would be reasonable. Yeah, for sure. Suggestion. Hmm. Yeah. So you've already got one, haven't it? Yeah. No, I did. I, I did come to you with one already. <laughs> I'd only had it about like two weeks when I got it to you. Perfect. Yeah. No way. Um, <laughs> but then for me, like I, um, whilst I absolutely sympathise with uh, yeah, someone who who can't afford that, because there are a lot of people who can't afford them. Like, no, they are expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I can buy something and just have it be mine, like I want to own my infrastructure, because yeah. worst comes to worst, I can just take my infrastructure somewhere else. So yeah, it's not yeah, like a. Yeah. You know, you yeah, exactly. Move to new studio. Oh, they haven't got this equipment. Here we go again. The whole. Can you get me this? Like yeah, it just becomes a cycle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So um, I know obviously when I came to you, I was already selling like n- nice, nice jewelry. Yeah. Um, what about something like that? Would you think you might if I if I was just selling like little steel balls, um, and I wanted to step up and get, you know, whether whether it be safer jewellery or, or uh, generally speaking, yeah. nicer jewellery is safer jewellery, but yeah. not always. Um, do you um, you think you'd probably take the same kind of approach, or yeah. do you think that maybe... Yeah, I think it's difficult, again, because you associated with jewellery with the way you're on a split and stuff, but I think, yeah, if it was, say, like, we were just... So if, for example, say you wanted to buy a whole bunch of stock, I don't know, you wanted to get two grams worth of stock in, um, again, that would be quite a lot of money to outlay. Yeah. Um, if you're in a position to do so, it would be potentially a possibility, and it would be then decided as to what kind of deal would you do after that to, yeah. to you know, remedy that, because obviously we put a lot of money into it. Now, you, you know, we won't go into the actual amount, but the split... Is obviously a lot more in your favour at this stage. Now, if it came to a point where you wanted to start doing stuff like that and you needed us to then front yeah. that a bit more, then we would have to adjust the split accordingly because we need to mm. in some way make our money back. That's where you know? I was trying to go a bit. Yeah. If it was a sense, like you said, you just kept a small percentage of every piercing that you made, then yeah, I think we should be as studio owners buying you the best quality of jewellery we can physically afford to get you because it's only going to better the studio like you said it's going to be safer for the client it's only going to get your reputation better as a piercer because you're using better jewelry well-known brands etc so i think that's something that's definitely worth doing again well again it, 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 of course it all depends on the circumstances yeah. of your agreement with your shop owner yeah um if you're in a if you are in a split situation and whatever that split may be then you may have to adjust it accordingly if it is a case you've already agreed upon the fact that you source and supply your own jewellery, yeah. this is the agreement that we kind of have already, and it's not something we need to really be involved with anyway. We trust your judgment on it. We trust that you know what you're sourcing. But if there is someone out there that isn't in that position and is maybe paying a higher split or paying a rent or something like that, 
Well, they want to step up and, and provide, you know, higher grade jewellery and whatnot. I would always go to the shop owner first and say, you want to do that? Is this something we can figure out and see what they say? If they come back to you with an unreasonable request, then you turn around and say, well, okay, well, I'm not going to be doing that then. Mm -hmm. um, but, I, but again, on the flip side of that, I can't. we cannot speak for all owners. We don't no, know. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, and they might turn around and say, you know, sod off. We don't care, you know, if you put, put some rings through their ears or whatever, we don't care. Kind of thing, yeah. And that's all they care about, yeah. Again, not saying it is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Care. So, what about if it was something that could potentially, uh, or would inherently have to stay behind? So, for example, if you wanted to become uh, like a, a UK APP or an APP member, like, I, the way this works is mm. that I am the UK APP member, um, the studio isn't the UK APP member. If yeah. I leave, it stops being a, a the studio is it's not yeah. linked to that however you would obviously have the infrastructure that you the next peer so could just for example stick in a video and put in all their paperwork yeah. and that's it they'd have the membership straight away so all those kind of things you probably keep yeah. is that do you think you'd have a different conversation about that would you want the peer to still be kind of paying back those kinds of costs or? um well i mean yeah only the cost i don't think i wouldn't expect any money back for any of it really because again as you say we, we've already put in place in the infrastructure going forward so it's effectively already paid for itself you know when when you first came to us we gave I, i'm pretty sure i turned around to you and said well, okay it's done in three weeks yeah yeah it was a and very it quick turnaround and yeah you know over to help and you just say you were just like no it's cool I got it. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me something to do mate yeah, yeah. I'm more than happy to do it. um but you know all the stuff that, I, that we have put in ourselves you know the the sideboards, the, the sink, the heater, all yeah. that sort of stuff. That's kind of integral to the building and the business should anyway. Be there anyway. They should be yeah. there anyway. So it's not something we'd ever yeah. expect anything for, really. And like you said, because if you left, okay, the studio wouldn't have that title anymore. But if, like you said, the new piercer came in, it just means it's doing that all again anyway. So I think as a studio owner, if you care about your piercer's reputation, your studio's reputation, it's definitely a good thing to do. Yeah. I think so, anyway. Cool. Alright. Um, so those are always the three main, I think, yeah. questions that, that get brought up. Um, I, 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 uh, I, I certainly didn't receive any more, and I've never really had many... Um, I suppose the only other one could potentially be... Um, Obviously, to, to go for something like UKAP or APP, you've got to have your own piercing room. Mm. Um, now, obviously, I'm entirely disposable um, because I didn't really... Uh, for a lot of reasons, um, but if I had decided that I didn't want to be disposable yeah. and needed a reprocessing room, I would have had to have made some changes to yours, mm. which frankly is a bit of a pain <laughs> like for right. especially a studio yeah. for you to, for me to then kind of go like hey um you know i i would like to change the way you actually do your reprocessing yeah <laughs> um I, I mean ha would that have been received well or would that would have been just been that yeah, i'm not going to lie to you in the situation we're currently in because of space yeah, yeah. probably yeah, would have yeah. been a no sorry we can't do that yeah, yeah. well i don't think no. it would have been a no not a straight no it would have been a case of well what are your requirements but well, I mean, if it's turned around, so yeah, you change the reprocessing room. Yeah, it would have been tricky, I think, with our reprocessing. I think it could be done, but um, yeah, but I, uh, yeah, it would have it was far more effort than I wanted to put in. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fine. Yeah. Far more effort than it sounds like. Yeah. 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 Well, no, I mean, if someone wants to do that and can put it to their studio, you know, well, it's actually, something that they can do. No, actually, no, it's not licensing wise. It's not it's because not. our reprocessing room is upstairs. Um, the minute that you start taking things that have been sterilised downstairs or from, from a certain distance from the yeah, actual room... I'm not talking about our personal stuff. Uh, I think that's a... Actually, sorry, I don't want to undermine you, but it's a really sort of point, is mm. that actually licensing does play licensing a factor yeah. into that. Um, because our shop, especially, is split over was two premises, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah transporting sterilised or contaminated things from one thing to the other actually could have been a, a yeah that i think I, I can't remember exactly you know, there's a certain bible in there that wants yeah. to be certain distances and all that i can't remember exactly what it is but um but i know that that would have been a stumbling block for for oh, yeah. i know for us i was just yeah 
hypothetically, if we had a studio where that if we have a studio, yeah, that's why that's why I said it. our mm. current studio, yeah. no, okay, we have no, a bigger yeah. premises than more than likely could be achievable. Were it worth it or not, I don't know. Mm. But that's something you would have to come it up with. Does anyway. seem like it's probably easier for a theatre to be disposable than it is a cafe or cafe. It's certainly cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> um, tattoos going obviously I, I, I don't fully understand the or I don't have the knowledge of the infrastructure in the same way that you guys do mm. but my understanding is that you would need different machines you would need obviously everything is yeah it, it, I think it would bricks be a lot more than anything it's yeah and bricks you know they cost quite a lot of money yeah so yeah. I mean there are circumstances where repo processing is cheaper for a PSA but they're quite niche circumstances. Like yeah. for example, if you have like a there's a machine called a Hydrum, like it once which does kind of all your reprocessing for you. Cool. Um, and it's a fully contained unit, so it counts as a reprocessing room by itself. Um, uh, it once you paid off that, then yeah, the costs of like reprocessing yeah. are basically free at yeah. that stage. Um, and so you know rather than throwing away a pair of snap files or throwing away. You know, needle blanks and stuff yeah. like that every single time yeah it probably would be cheaper to keep like using your hydrant but mm. for the most part yeah i think for, for most pieces going disposable is the cheap like you're removing things yeah. from your from your setup so yeah. it's cheaper whereas for terrorists you're adding things which is probably more yeah. expensive yeah in the long run definitely yeah cool no doubt all right so um, i'll probably draw it to a close there um so friday nights we've been doing like these like roundtable discussions um, on um, Facebook Messenger, and mm. usually the guests on the podcast get to set the ta- the, uh, the topic for um, whatever we discuss on Friday nights. Uh, <laughs> I probably should have mentioned this before. Probably should have. Yeah, probably. Shouldn't have asked Robin. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want what he'll choose. <laughs> 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 Making a tinfoil yarmulke the other day. Very so I can like slightly replace it on his head so, when he gets a bit conspiracy. Oh, I'm throwing it away. You know what? I, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you don't have to pick a topic in any no, way. It would be <laughs> ideal if it was piercing related or at least like studio related, but yeah. like it um, helps. <laughs> um, <laughs> so should we have to? Have you done the one on like co-workers getting on and stuff no and See, i think that could be really on. interesting yeah because yeah i don't know I we've done a client one like that but we've not done a co-workers ah, one because you do see like we've been very lucky but you do see the tensions between people yeah. working and how it plays out and stuff and i think it would be quite cool to know how people have like handled it that's great about topic. it or yeah. how they would go about it yeah, yeah, yeah. Handling tensions for co-workers, I think yeah. that's a really great topic. But it's not something that's ever really talked about, or people really know how to go about. I think a lot of the time. Just stop you it. Well, no, I think there's such a like. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> what? Stop. <laughs> well, it's like you know, you would probably have uh, like a, I, I'm not gonna say that every studio has a terrible attrition rate. I don't think that's true. Mm. Um, but being able to conflict manage. Whether that's as an individual or as a studio owner, is yeah. should be integral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And if it, that, that's probably a reason that like you've not had anyone leave because yeah. you're able to conflict manage on the very rare occasion. And we don't happens. let them leave the building. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. They've only really let you out for today. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm pleased to have my own room. All the time, I've just got to sleep under the station. <laughs> <laughs> under the stations as well. Yeah. Just on the beds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, under. under. The no, if you want to sleep on the bed, they cost under extra. Under the folding <laughs> up bed. <laughs> right. All right. Um, have you got anything else you'd like to add? From... Um, no. No, I can't think of anything. I think we've covered it well. Cool. All right. We'll I'd just say uh, hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> hi, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, 
Uh, so that's the interview with Robin and Meg. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed it and got something out of it. I really like the suggestion um, that instead of going to Studio Arnas and asking for something, um, you just work out a way in which um, they can sort of front the money and you maybe pay it back so that you actually get to keep it if you ever leave. Because um, I'm not going to lie, like if I left my studio now and I didn't get to keep any of my jewellery or... Um, I didn't get to keep uh, my statum or anything like that. I mean, it, it would be a huge blow to my career. So the idea that they would front some money in that way, and it's pretty low risk for them as well, because these things always have a resale value. So, you know, if they did lend you the money and you didn't pay back for whatever reason, they weren't going to use it if you did decide to leave or uh, for whatever reason you couldn't pierce there anymore. Um, they could always sell it and it's, you know, their money will be straight back to them. So I think that's a really good tool um, in your in your toolkit if you do decide that you'd like to approach your studio owners for um, anything at all, really. Um, Meg's suggestion of a topic this week um, is, uh, what's Meg's suggestion of a topic this week? Oh, uh, managing inter-colleague uh, inter, inter inter conflict, which I think is a, a really great one we dealt with last week. Um, the um, uh, uh, dealing with with, with uh, sometimes difficult clients, um, and I think managing um, a colleague conflict is um, a, a really great t uh, topic as well. Um, so that'll be nine o'clock Friday night on just a piece of hangout. Um, I look forward to seeing you all there.